Welcome to the Beautiful Life Podcast. This message is by Debbie Desmond. Today, what I've titled my, my message is Call It. Call It. And um, it's just something that I just feel the Lord has really been highlighting. Um, and I, I feel like this is what He's saying. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a word for all of us in this season. So, you know, I, I, I sort of feel like I need to say this to myself again and again. And even in our home, we've been speaking about this. And so we're going to start in Proverbs 18, verse 21. Proverbs 18, verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Listen to that, people. I want you to, let's meditate on that. Let's, let's, let's throw that around our mind a little bit. Let's let it sink in. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Let's make that a little, little more perp, um, a little bit more personal. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Death and life are in the power of my tongue. People, you have power in your tongue. And it's going to either produce life or death in your life. I just let that sink in more. I, I just, like, I keep on death and life. We, we cannot, we cannot emphasize this enough. And, and we're going to go through other books, um, other um, scriptures in the Bible this morning that re-emphasizes death and life are in the power of your tongue. And it carries on to say, and those who love it will eat its fruits. So in other words, you're going to eat the fruit of your words. You are now eating the fruit of your words that you spoke before this. You're eating those fruits. James 3 verse 25 says, We all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to keep his whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships, for an example. Although they are so large and are driven, uh, they are, and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider that a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. I like that last analogy. A great forest is set on fire by a small spark. A great forest is set on fire by a small spark. If we if you can control your tongue, you can the Bible says you can control your whole body. That the tongue is directing your life. Your tongue is direct. This is what Scripture is saying. That your tongue, your words direct your life. Think about that. What you're saying is going to cause you to go on that course, whatever that course is. So where do you want to be in five years' time? This little thing over here is going to determine where you're going to be in five years. So depending on where you want to be in two years, five years, 
you need to make sure that your tongue is speaking that because otherwise you're going to be going in whatever direction your tongue is taking you. Um, Romans 4 verse 17 says, um, it, it says, um, as it is written, and this is to Abraham, I have made you the father of many nations. So that's what God spoke of Abraham before he was any father. He, they were battling to have children. They, they were like in their dotage and they hadn't have any children and God called Abraham father of many nations. So, and it says, so he says, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of God in, in whom he believed. And then it says, God who gives life to the dead and call, calls into existence the things that do not exist. And I was really meditating on this just because, you know, God just actually put it in my mouth as I was speaking on, um, on Tuesday night. God calls things that do not exist into existence. He calls them. What does it mean to call? Can you call something without using your tongue? <laughs> and that was using his tongue. <laughs> no, you can't. To call means you have to have a voice. You have to, you have to actually let some sound out of your mouth. Um, that word, call, um, is kaleo in the Hebrew, uh, in the Greek, and it's to call aloud. To utter in a loud voice. To invite. <laughs> Um, it comes from kelo, which is hail, to incite by word, to order and to command. Come on. I mean, that's how God created the earth. That's how he called things into existence. He said, let there be light. He called light into existence. And then he said, let there be this and let there be that. He called it. He said, let there be. What are you calling into your life? Because, you see, we created in the image of our Father. He has put power, as we can see from Proverbs 18, in our tongue. He's put it in because that's who he is. And we have power in our tongue and we can call forth things. I had once a long time ago this message called Creating Your World. What are you creating? What are you creating? This is the, one of the most creative, the most creative things, actually. You're painting your tomorrow with your words today. Do you believe the word of God? Do you believe it's true? Because I think if we did, we'd be watching our words a lot better. But like mostly, and we'll talk about this just now, mostly it's like, I feel something. What, what do we do? Ah, you know what? I feel depressed. You know, I probably, that's probably going to happen. And then we talk about all these negative things. Our country, all the negative things about our country. I think, you know, South Africa's been cursed by the words we speak over it about our government. The Bible says pray for the government. Um, the word there it says call in, um, into existence is is it's actually any de- um, 
um, definite time, point, or moment. It says it's calling into the now. It's calling from out there into the now. Calls into existence. This moment brings it in. I'm calling to that thing and brings it in. And that's within. You see, God promised Abraham something and then and he called it into existence by speaking that over him. Hebrews 11, 1 verse um, uh, 1 says, What is seen was not made up out of things that are visible. By faith we understand that the universe was created. Sorry, I missed the first part. By faith we um, understand that the universe was created by the Word of God. Isn't that interesting? The universe, everything that you see around you, is created by the Word of God. So that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. What did God do? He called it into existence. Let there be light. Let there be vegetation. Let there be the sea, etc., etc., etc. In the book of John, John 1, verse 1 to 3, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. In other words, all things were made through the Word. So it says, all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So it says there, in the beginning was the Word, and it says, all things were made through. If I, if I just threw him, that is the Word. So if I change that and put the Word where him is, this is what the scripture says. All things were made through the word. And without the word was not anything made that was made. Everything that was made was made through the word. What are you making of your life? Because everything that you don't see, that you want to see in your life, it's going to come through your word. Right? Not only, in Hebrews it says, not only did God create the world, but it says, I'll read this last bit here, it says, um, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. Not only did God make everything by his word, but everything is sustained by that word. So if God's word fell to the ground, everything around us would just disintegrate. It actually is upheld and sustained by God's word. Not only was it created, but is sustained by God's word. Um, we need to start speaking what we want to see in our lives. We need to start speaking it. And God's been emphasizing this again and again in this, the last couple of weeks to me. He's been saying, you need whatever I've promised, the truth from my words, you need to keep on speaking it, speaking it over your life. This is what God said. And you keep on speaking it, no matter what you feel around you. Remember, I actually said this in Bible school, um, that we are meant to be thermostats, not thermometers. So if, you, if there's a certain atmosphere, a certain circumstance, a certain something going on you in your life, in your nation, in the world, okay, 
We don't look at it and, and, and say, oh well, and we speak the thing that we see. Ah, you know what? What's, this is never, well maybe it's a problem at work. You know, these people, it's always the same. They're always doing this and you keep, you keep on, basically, what are you going to get? You're going to get more of the same because that's what you're speaking. So if you just speak your circumstances, that's what you're going to get. If somebody, like if, if I think of my children, like I need to not, like I try, <laughs> you know, when they've done something wrong, not to go on and on about the thing they've done wrong, but to rather say, this is who you are. This is the truth of who you are. So that they will identify, and I speak, what, who they are rather than what they've done wrong. Because I don't want them to go down that path. I don't want that, that, um, those words to repeat in their mind, this is who I am, because then they start moving in that direction. I want to make sure that what I'm speaking of their life is their destiny for their life. I'm, not, you know, I'm tempted to speak my worries over their life. You know? Because that, because uh, I want to tell you, God wants your words, but the devil wants your words as well. Yeah. Who are you going to give power to? Well, so there's always a choice. Like there's a like, I could believe what God said, but there's always this little background. What if this bad thing happened? What if it didn't go like that? What if? And we can partner which, which, whichever one. We can partner with what God said or we can partner with the, the, the doubts. And where's your, where's your mouth going to land up? Because whatever you choose to partner with, you're calling it. You're calling it into your life. So we are called to be a, um, a thermostat that actually can be aware of the temperature, you know, the atmosphere, but we're not we're, we're not going to stay there. We are going to call something else. We're going to either up the temperature or down the temperature, whichever we need, you know. Um, uh, going back to that um, scripture where in Romans, um, where God calls everyone and says, you're the father of many nations. Um, it's, it carries on to say, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. So this, is, this really, for me, really shows that thermostat um, th- uh, thermometer. Okay? You see, it says, without weakening in his faith. You know, he could face the facts without weakening, without, we could say, like, you know, this is, these are the facts. Like, you know, on the natural, you know, the way things are right now, that, that, that's like uh, the, therm- the, the, the thermometer. You know, I'm facing the facts. This is the temperature. This is what things are like now. But I am not going to, just take this on. I am believing what God said. I'm believing his truth. And how are you going to move the temperature up or down? Calling it in. 
you know, and how do you, you know, they, they set that temperature and it's just working. I mean, that, that thermostat, it basically cools or what's it, and it's going to work and work and work and work at that temperature until it gets it to the right temperature. The promise. So, you know, and, and, it, you know, some days it has to work harder than others because say, hey, it's really hot outside or really cold outside. Sometimes it's quite easy to just bring it, you know, because there's not much difference. But no matter what, like, yeah, Abraham's body was, he was a hundred years old. Sarah's womb was already dead. He faced the fact, and yet he was still fully persuaded that what? That God yeah. could call into existence things that don't exist. And you can do that too, because he has put power in your words. You're made in his image. Um, it's, it's really for us, we want to um, see the, ma- the physical manifestation before we believe. We want to see the physical, we want to see something change before we say, yeah, you know, this is what God's done. Or, you know, this is the truth. That we, that's our natural inclination. You know, we want to see it before we will believe it. That's not how it works in the kingdom of God. You really, I want, let's just, let's just get that in our heads today. That's not how it works. This is not how it works. We don't see it in the, no, we've read a whole lot of scriptures here today that says, no, we believe it, we speak it, we call it, we see it. That's how it's going to work. So, you know, Abraham, he heard something higher than he was experiencing. And he chose to believe it. He called it. Gideon is another example. He was saying, what did he say when the angel of the Lord came to him? Oh, I'm the, our clan is the weakest. I'm the weakest. Uh, uh, um, my family is the weakest of the clan. I'm the weakest of my family, and so forth. He was saying, like, he was speaking all, and he was hiding away. What, what did the angel come and said? The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Now, that was not what Gideon was experiencing. But what did God do? He called it. He called it. And if you look what he did afterwards, I mean, he did some amazing things for the weakest person in the family who was the weakest in the clan, who was the weakest in the nation. Because God called it. And he believed him. Um, You know, Joel 3 says, let the weak say, I am strong. We're not saying that we don't understand the circumstances. It's saying like when you're weak, you need to say, I'm strong in the Lord because that's how you're going to get strong. Amen? What truth do you need to be using right now to change your experience? Think about it. Have a moment. What truth do you need to be using in your mouth right now to change your experience, your atmosphere. We're going to do two things now. Actually, when we get into groups, a third thing. But the first thing 
is to identify because we're all creating our world. We're all creating our world. We first need to repent. That means to repent means to basically turn around. You're going one way and you realize this is the wrong way and you turn around and you pursue another way, the right way. Firstly, we're going to repent. What have you been speaking? What have you been speaking that you have been creating no good things? The death. <laughs> what death? Let's, let's just put it that way. What death have you been speaking over your life? A moment to think about that. What words, what death have you been speaking over your life? Circumstance in your life. And maybe, you know, there could be quite a few areas, but maybe let's just focus on one, the one that comes to your, the forefront of your mind. You go away after this, and you go and think about it this week and this whole week as God brings them up. Lord, I just pray that you bring up and you identify that in the midst of those words that we're speaking, you will just stop us in our tracks. And we're just like, okay, this is a place. I'm, and take that opportunity right then to say, I repent, Lord. I'm turning away from that. This is what I'm saying. And Lord, that you would put new words in our, our mouths in Jesus' name. So the second thing is what truth, what's truth, one truth. We, there's many probably that you can throughout the week do, but just today we're going to use what death have you been speaking and then what life do you need to be speaking in your mouth that you need in your mouth right now. Okay, so we're going to pray into those two things quickly. So Father God, we come before you and we repent of speaking death over our lives. Forgive us, Lord. This is not your plan or your purpose. You said you set death, life and death before us. Now choose life. We choose life. And we choose to bring our tongue in line with that life today. We just say no matter what the, the um, temperature, <laughs> no matter what the atmosphere, no matter what the circumstance, no matter how dire they seem, we choose to believe you and to speak the truth until we see it, until we see it in front of us. We, we choose today to call it forth. Give us your life to speak over our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So I just want to um, end by, by saying this is, I really believe this is a season that our words are so important to what we are going to see like in the next season. What we speak now. It's like God says those words are like seeds. I feel like these seeds that we sow now are going to produce a harvest. And the question is what harvest are they going to produce in your life? What harvest? Choose your seeds well. Choose your seeds well. And um, you know what? I, um, I'm going to encourage you. I always find actually declaring something really powerful. So you might want to actually 
confess to the people around you. This is just one thing where you've been speaking death. I've been speaking that, and I'm telling you today, I'm changing that. I've repented. I'm now speaking life. And then you tell, then you tell each other, this is the life I'm now speaking. Um, and let me just say, when the person says that, take the opportunity to agree with them, to speak it and call it. Because we also call things out of other people. Yeah. So if they're saying, this is what I, I'm believing, this is what I've, I'm speaking over my life, then join with them. The Bible says, we two or more agree on anything, it shall be done for them. So join with them and, and say, I agree with you. Maybe you want to even call some more things out. And let's be really, over the next season, particularly always, but really be watchful and, and actually really call things out of people and speak them. We hope you have enjoyed this message from Debbie Desmond. For more information, please visit nigeldebbie.org.